Survivor Series, the epitome of tag team competition as the immortal Hulk Hogan and the Earthquake tap into respective teams of the Big Boss Man and Dino Bravo. Joining up with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Haku, Tugboat, the Barbarian, the Hulkamaniacs versus the Natural Disasters. Team Captains, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, join up with Coco Beware and a mystery partner, along with the Anvil, Rick Amber Valentine, Bret Hart, the Honky Talk Man, the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. Team Captains Nikolai Volkov and Sergeant Slaughter, join up with Tito Santana, Laura Zukov, Bushwhacker Butch, Sato, Bushwhacker Luke and Tanaka, Dipsy Alliance versus the Mercenaries. Jake the Snake Roberts and the model Rick Martell, captain the respective teams of the Superfly, the Warlord, Marty Gennetti, the Mighty Hercules, Shawn Michaels, Paul Roma, the Vipers versus the Visionaries. World Wrestling Federation Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, and Mr. Perfect, lead team members, Texas Tornado, Crash, along with Animal, Axe, Hawk, Smash, it's the Warriors versus the Perfect Team. It's the Survivor Series! Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, it's the Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Probably cutting uh, Vince McMahon's intro for the beginning. That way, that way everyone can hear him just destroy his voice <laughs> to announce some wrestling. Survivor Series. <laughs> the Hulkamaniacs take on the Dingleberries. It's the Thanksgiving tradition. <laughs> The yeah. natural disasters and the vipers and the shakedown men. Yeah, so this is our Thanksgiving special. It's uh, this one's for you, Canada. They have their own Thanksgiving. They got Canada's favorite son is on this one, Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, he was really slinging some American propaganda. Sure was. Uh, this is Survivor Series 1990. It is two hours and 21 minutes long. Jesus Christ. Well, that's not that bad because I'm pretty sure Survivor Series these days is like 300 or three hours plus. Yikes. Did you notice? Did you watch it on the WWE Network? I did watch it on the WWE Network. Did you notice it doesn't auto hide like the mouse cursor? Uh, oh, I watched it on my TV, so no. no. <laughs> I watched it on the compu- my compupa, where I watch most things because my monitor is really good. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't auto-hide the mouse cursor, so I had to, like, sneak it into the corner all the time. <laughs> 1990, a banner year for wrestling. This is uh, before the steroid scandal. A couple years, Hogan will leave because of the steroid scandal. And WWF will be fucked for a few years. Yeah, basically until uh, the Attitude Era starts. Yep. Because no one cared about wrestling anymore. It also- I, I hate to tell you this, Marks, but no one gave a shit about Bret Hart. <laughs> fuck you, Bret Hart's the and best. And Lex Luger, Luger, fuck you. Don't you marry the Luger Express or the American the Lex Express? Lex we Express. talked about this before. Yeah, and he, um, he Lexi, was, Lexi. he's doing it for America. They're pushing him really hard to be the new Hogan. Oh, but Yokozuna he didn't have any charisma. That's oh, not all. His charisma was in his forearm. He was in his glutes. Look at those glutes. Oh, look at those ham hocks. What is this? What is it called? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we got Gorilla Monsoon and Piper on the mics, which I think is a pretty good combination. I liked it quite a bit. It's pretty good. I I think I prefer Monsoon in the body over Piper, but oh, that's just I me. think Piper's good because he does a lot of subtle uh, talking shit about everyone, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shooting on him. Uh, Howard Finkel's in the ring. You remember Howard Finkel? I don't remember. This is Howard Finkel. Uh, Sean Mooney's here. Remember Sean Mooney? What a garbage. I remember Sean Mooney, yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, Bobby Heenan. We'll just say that to start out this special. He's in it. You're my my boy, Bobby Heenan. (laughs) Damn, Bobby. Mr. Bobby. Hey, uh, did you know there was a dark match between Shane Douglas and Buddy Rose before? Oh, was it really? They started the events of Survivor Series. Shane Douglas, yeah, the ECW champ. Future ECW champ. Yeah, not quite right now, though. ECW, well, ECW kind of exists right now, but it's not extreme championship wrestling. It's Eastern championship wrestling. But yeah, Shane Douglas wins. Um, this is, like I said, a few years before the steroid scandal. So uh, we, I, while I was watching it, I was on that juicy belly wise. <laughs> You're looking at uh, Hogan and fucking, there's no way the Warlord was not juicing. Oh, we'll go over it every match by match. We'll talk about these juicy bellies, these juice bellies. So many steroids, your organs get oversized and you get a juicy belly. That's the, ooh, man stuff. Oh, so good. I wish I'd get some of those steroids. Again. Steroid use in the WWF was rampant in the 1980s, and Bret Hart admits he was right in it all. Interestingly, he has said in the past that steroid steroid use saved his career because it helped him overcome a knee injury faster. It also helped him earn more money. When I got to the WWF, everyone was doing it, Hart said. If I didn't take them, I wouldn't have a career. If you wanted to be a star, you take steroids because everyone else is taking them. If you want to keep a job, you've got to get competitive with everyone else. Hart also said wrestlers in the mid-1980s were more concerned with how they looked cosmetically as opposed to their technical ability in the ring. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so with that in mind, it sounds like probably everyone's on the juice, so that kind of ruins Juice Belly Watch, but some guys... More juice and more than others. Yeah. So I remember hearing, like, Hogan, like, you know you're supposed to cycle steroids. I remember hearing Hogan never cycled. I remember hearing, like, he had so much scar tissue in his booty. From, yeah, he had, like, a baseball in his ass. Yeah, he couldn't, like, couldn't, like get it in there. There's also a really good joke about, uh, like Kevin Nash tells about, um, I think it's the Warlord. He asked Shawn Michaels to stick him, right? Uh-huh. And Shawn Michaels puts it in and he's like trying really hard to push the plunger down to get the juice in there. And he can't get it. And Shawn Michaels goes, uh, hey man, I think you're full. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. That's, that's a good one. I mean, that's anecdote. one thing. Yeah, Shawn Michaels probably on the juice. Warlord, way more on the juice than Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I think it's the Warlord. It's about, I don't know, it's just a really good joke. You can find a YouTube clip of that. There's tons of shoot interviews on YouTube that I watch occasionally just to hear like all the um, really catty insider gossip. <laughs> they are like a clutch of old women. Yeah. A big, 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 big thing about this Survivor Series. There's a fucking uh, giant egg. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I really, I, this would be better if we just ignore the gobbledygooker. What's in that egg? Uh, the grill mon- <laughs> it's the end of, uh, of, it's the of end Mean of- Gene, <laughs> that's for sure. It's the end of the WWF. Grill Monsoon uh, calls it a... Oh, is that, it looks like a Brontosaurus Rex egg. You know, the famous dinosaur, the Brontosaurus Rex. <laughs> they uh, let us know early on the, how patriotic this special is going to be. Um, Grill Monsoon lets us know that this is being beamed to the Armed Forces Network. You, uh, sir. You, uh, sir. And again... You, uh, uh, 
Canadian Roddy Roddy Piper is very into America. Yeah, he says, Mr. Bush, take that drumstick out of your mouth. It's time. And vomit on the Japanese Prime Minister. (laughs) Whatever's talking, whatever's going on. Uh, He mentions later on that his niece is serving in the armed forces. So I guess he does have a personal concern with it. Which I guess she is an American citizen or Canadian. Yeah, they fight all the time. They're over there in Desert Shield, right? Um, that's enough preamble though. Fucking whatever. It's 1990. They don't have uh all this bullshit coming out talking speeches in the ring shit formatting that the WWE has now. Fucking get to the action. <laughs> they do it. VHS cold. Off, uh, we got the Warriors come out and play. <laughs> Warriors! It's Ultimate Warrior, the modern day warrior, Carrie Von Eric, also <laughs> going by Texas Tornado. And then Hawk and Animal, who are the Road Warriors? The Road Warriors. No, I think you mean the Legion of Doom. Yeah, but I like that they're all thing. It's the Warriors. Yeah. There's a little theme going there if you know what's going on. And then they're going to fight the perfect team. Which is Mr. Perfect, Axe, Smash, and Crush, who are Demolition. Which are a Road Warrior knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't want to give the Warriors too much credit because they literally are just copying characters from the fucking Road Warrior. Well, yeah, but the, the WWF created Demolition just specifically because, like, oh man, Road Warriors is fucking popular, man. Uh, Ultimate Warrior is the heavyweight champion at the time. Uh, they have no idea what they're doing with them, though. So he's been in a uh he's been third manning with Legion of Doom against Demolition in some weird angle where he just doesn't ever defend the title or ever have title matches. Uh he just does tag matches. No, there he has a title match against Million Dollar Man after this. Oh yeah, they they again made they, a match. I, I got some like uh, some story notes here about the final match, but <laughs> we'll get to it. The, now is a good time to talk about how many dead men are in this no, I don't want to. Survivor They're all series. dead. Half of them are dead. A lot of them are dead. Uh, this first match has the most dead men in it. But we're going to talk briefly. No, I don't want to talk about the Von Erics. <laughs> well, we got to let the, the listeners know. I'm presuming we don't have listeners that are retro or wrestling fans in general because I don't think people really like wrestling anymore. Except for people pretend on the internet. I feel like people like to just talk about wrestling on the internet and not actually not watch actually watch it. That's me. I like to all the talk about the internet and seeing what's cool with the wrestling, and then I don't ever really watch it. I watched like the first episode of AEW, and I was like, "Good luck, guys." <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Who the fuck has time to watch two or three hours of wrestling? Oh, I like, definitely have time to follow WWE because it's what three hours of Raw and then two hours of SmackDown. 
They also have NXT, and they used to have like a Luchador show. And nah, no time for it. Also, WWE sucks. Fucking sucks. But let's talk about the Von Erichs. The uh, Von Erich family is a professional wrestling family. The most depressing guess. of the prep wrestling wrestling families. Their actual surname, Atkinson. Huh. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, uh, Patriarch, Papa Von Eric, uh, Jack Atkinson, he went by Fritz Von Eric when he started wrestling, and then they just, you know, kept it up. Kind of like Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair. Because his name is not actually David Flair. Flair it's, all uh, Flair, spelled differently. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. His last name is F-L-E-H-R, you know, which is still like Flair. <laughs> whatever, he changed it to Flair, because he's got so much Flair. When he decided to steal Gorgeous George's uh, gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When uh, Papa Von Eric Fritz died of cancer in his Denton County home in 1997 at the age of 65, five of his six sons had predeceased him. Their firstborn, Jack Jr., he suffered an electric shock and drowned in a puddle at the age of six in 1959 outside their Niagara Falls home. That's fucked up. Hmm. that's like such an old-timey way to die too or like it's, it sounds like a soviet way to die you know <laughs> what i mean like i electrocuted by bad wirings fallen puddle oh could not breathe in snow yeah but that was like 1986 <laughs> <laughs> take that stalin i mean Gor- I, he was bald dead by <laughs> i mean gorbachev <laughs> uh, i hope there's no tankies that listen to this show yeah, if there are off. like fucking i don't care about you man you dumb there's uh there's two tankies wrestling in this Although I don't, Nikolai Volkov might not be a tanky at this point. Yeah, um, 1984, David Von Erich. Uh, he's considered the best. Everyone thought he had the most potential. He was really killing it in world class championship wrestling, which was their father's promotion that they all wrestled in. Um, Flair, Roddy Piper, tons of people like, oh, he's gonna be a star. Uh, he actually died in a Tokyo hotel room from enteritis at the age of 25. Flair, once again, and other people. Say it was actually a drug overdose that the family covered up. So, right. yeah, judging by the history of the Von Eric family, I'm going to say, yeah, probably. That's wrestling <laughs> for you. Uh, next up was Mike, who uh, didn't really want to be a wrestler. He had to step in for David when he was injured while the Von Erichs were feuding with the fabulous Freebirds. Oh! <laughs> and that's how he kind of got started. And then he would get brought in to like, um, cover for other brothers. He's kind of didn't want to do it and he wasn't as good or as big as his brothers and then uh, uh when he committed suicide he said he was tired of letting the family down and he took an overdose of uh placidil near louisville lake in 1987 at the age of 23 so so far things are going great next up we got chris he was uh he must have he had some health issues because he was very small compared to his brothers who were huge it's this is the thing with the Von Erichs. You Fritz Von Erich, you have uh, six sons. One of them dies young, but then you got five other sons. Four of them grow up to just be giant men. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. Make them wrestlers, I guess. <laughs> what do you do with four giant dudes? Chris, however, he was small, asthmatic, and had brittle bones and couldn't wrestle, even though he was the most into wrestling. Uh, it's all the way it always is. The way it, it is, yep. Um, he shot himself in the head with a 9 millimeter handgun in 1991 at the age of 21. And then, of course, now we got Kevin Von Erich, who is the last surviving son. He's still alive. He was able to accept the WWE Hall of Fame for his family. Yeah. 
But what about Carrie, Mr. Texas Tornado? He was all right, right? He's doing okay. I well, mean, for a professional wrestler. <laughs> well, let's find out. On June 4th, 1986, Carrie was in a motorcycle accident that nearly ended his life. He suffered a dislocated hip and a badly injured right leg. Doctors were unable to save his right foot, eventually amputating it. According to his brother Kevin, Carrie injured injured the foot following surgery by attempting to walk on it prematurely, thus forcing the doctors to amputate it. He continued to wrestle after the accident with the prosthesis and kept the amputation secret to the majority of the fans and fellow wrestlers, even going to the extreme of showering with his boots on. His amputation was kept secret from the public till after his death. However, Roddy Piper stated in his autobiography, We were the best of friends. In fact, he felt comfortable enough to sit with me in a hotel room and shoot the breeze with this prosthetic off. Which, I'm, that's real close friendship. <laughs> Apparently, if you're going to tell a secret, Roddy Piper's a person to tell a secret to. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't tell secrets. Roddy Piper's a cool guy. Everyone knows it. Jeffrey Toombs, right? That's his real name. Uh, after the amputation of his foot, Carrie became addicted to painkillers, followed by several drug problems. Um, he was he, he was already on the juice and doing drugs and stuff before that, but this kind of made it worse. Among many the many problems he had were two arrests, the first of which resulted in probation, one day after being indicted for the second charge, which likely would have resulted in extensive jail time due to the probation. Carrie committed suicide with a single gunshot to the heart with the forty four caliber pistol on February eighteenth. 1993, on his father's ranch in Denton County, Texas. Yeah. Shoot yourself in the heart? That's intense. I don't think that would get you right away. No. And just some more some more grim information. Uh, Bret's- well, we're starting off this podcast on a high note. Go ahead. <laughs> Bret Hart states in his autobiography that while he and Carrie were on the road to Fort Wayne, Indiana, in October of 1990, Carrie had told him that he had decided to join his brothers in heaven and was waiting for God to tell him when. Brett, being um, smarter than most wrestlers, told Carrie that his living daughters would probably need him more than his brothers. Carrie mostly convinced Brett that he had changed his mind, but Brett feared that it was only words. Carrie told Brett again in the summer of 1992 that he wanted to follow his three brothers, David, Mike, and Chris, and that they were calling to him. Carrie's marriage had fallen apart earlier in 1992, and according to Hart, Carrie believed that his death was inevitable. Yeah. So, Von Erichs, man. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is, uh, oh, the Von Erich curse, blah, blah, blah. It, There's not a curse. They just... They're like a depressed they, chemical imbalance. Yeah, and then their dad wasn't... Their family... The only thing the family had was wrestling. They didn't get, like, support or guidance from their dad. It was just wrestle, wrestle. And the wrestling business was terrible carny drug addict business and they just kind of fell apart you know no curse just no one helping each other out really you know not to say it's anyone else's fault but it just really seems like they didn't there wasn't like any cohesive support system yeah. right? i mean it's not even the dad's fault because like dad doesn't know what he he had came from the same world you know what i mean yeah, he has so no support know. system either he hasn't yeah i mean like bret hart might be smarter than other wrestlers but he didn't get him any help no, exactly. He's just like, well, we'll just talk it out, right? That's fine. Done. And then he's like, it's probably just words. Oh, well. <laughs> but that said, uh, Texas Tornado is really cool. I liked him a lot as a kid. Uh, he always does that spinning right hand, which is seems badass when you're a kid. When you think about it now, it's like, you wouldn't get any leverage. <laughs> that doesn't help you. <laughs> that doesn't. You ruined the kinetic chain, man. 
But uh, he did have a good run in WWF as Texas Tornado. He got Intercontinental title. He's an Intercontinental champ during this match. And on the mic, Ultimate Warrior says in their pre-match interview, <laughs> and then like eagles and god's wrath and they can't survive and he's like <laughs> all right team captain the world wrestling federation champion is psyched for this one the ultimate warrior your thoughts here at the 11th hour surrounded by the force build my warriors channel to us even you, Gene Oakland, cannot escape now. You must stay with us until D-Day, this Thursday, Turkey Day. Maybe then you will be released, but until then, I will program these individuals to stay unstructured and unbalanced. <coughs> the best was an animal. Like, it's like he froze like when they give him the mic. <laughs> yeah. Well, the animal, it's, Hawk's always been the mic guy yeah, for yeah. Road Warriors. He does all the talking because he's much better at it. Animals just, yeah, and then we're going to beat you. <laughs> the Road Warriors are from Detroit, and they're like real old school, like Detroit ghetto, like fighting all the time kind of kids. Like if you watch animals shoot interviews now, you can tell why he was on the mic. Not that he's a bad speaker at all like off the cuff but he's just like really like he's from the streets you know what i mean <laughs> like the stuff he says is like when you listen to like an old timer who's like lived in fucking vallejo for the last 60 years <laughs> <laughs> um the uh their haircuts I, i've noticed are very uh forgiving to uh to the old man who's losing his hair because like if you look at axe uh, and smash uh, of demolition fame um don't look as good with their axe uh, in this. It looks like he just got his hair did. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. looks like he just got some plugs or something. <laughs> this is also his last match in the WWF. Oh, man. It feels like he's ready to go. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> None of the demolition look very good. No. Well, I mean, I can't. Uh, Smash and... Smash can't be around for much longer. He turns into the repo, man, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Well, because... It's him and Crush for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Crush, and then he, I think he gets hurt and takes a little break. Crush becomes Kona Crush. Drozdoff or something, I can't remember what his name is, but it's not Drozdoff or Drozy, but it's similar, the guy yeah. that Smash. He comes back as Repo Man. Smash, like, can still fucking go. He actually does a lot of work, of the work in this match, because he's, that's what he's known for, is being, like, a worker, you know? Uh-huh. You notice that in a lot of these Survivor Series matches, you can see who can actually like wrestle and like has gas. Yeah, and the other guys, it's like, oh, okay. Um, the Legion of Doom theme. <laughs> I'll point out Tugboat when you get to him. <laughs> the Legion of Doom theme. That shit still fucking slaps. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is a rush. <laughs> Warrior Ultimate Warrior. Um, shitty in the ring, crazy on the mic, <laughs> but that entrance. Oh yeah, it's high. Yeah, he's just like. His music is he runs in, slapping the fans, he's shaking the ropes, and he does the thing calling for the gorilla press. But he's raising the roof, really. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's pretty much all he had, though. Uh, Warrior is, of course, going to win solo, right? Because he's the warrior. Whatever, he's the champ. Uh, Axe is out first because <laughs> Axe doesn't look like he's going to hang in much longer. <laughs> Um, well, I think I remember like this. I think they, the one of the last matches he actually wrestled before this is that SummerSlam match where they lose the tag team championships to the Heart Foundation, right? 
Yeah, I think so. And I remember, like, he's barely in that match, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at one point he sneaks up from the ring and, like, replaces his crush. That's, like, their... Uh, man, I oh, can't yeah, believe how much of this on. I remember. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just it really felt like they brought Crush in because Axe is starting to lose it. Yeah, he just doesn't have he doesn't have any more gas or something. But then he goes on to continue wrestling. I know. I think years. he still wrestles, doesn't he? No, he's way too old now, but he's, like, in his 70s. Demolition and Legion of Doom disqualify each other. Because they're just... That's what they do. Yeah, they're just fighting. Uh, up until that point, though, uh, Texas Tornado and Smash were doing all the wrestling. They let, like, Animal and Hawking to do some power moves, right? Because that's what they do. But it's like, okay, so Texas Tornado and Smash are the guys that can actually wrestle and uh, not have a heart attack. <laughs> Kerry Von Eric, Mr. Tornado, fucking so juiced out. <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, man, I gotta get some of those steroids. Look at how big this guy I mean, is. He, it's, it's, uh, he looks more impressive than the Warrior. Yeah, absolutely. Warrior's too greasy. Also, Tornado's bigger than the Warrior. Um, that's toxic masculinity, though, where <laughs> I'm just like, man, I want to be big like that. I want to just not be able to touch my back. You already can't. Now, I can still get most of it. It's just these lats, man, getting in the way. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so it's down to Mr. Perfect, Warrior, and Tornado. Uh, we haven't mentioned Mr. Perfect too much because... Even though he's like the best technical wrestler in the match, he doesn't get to do anything till the end. That said, he does wrestle for like twelve minutes straight at the end. So there you go. He was um, uh, Mr. Perfect was a great character. I love Mr. Perfect. Like he could only in like the eighties, nineties eras could he really do what he was doing. But remember, he used to come out and toss the towel behind his back. I remember practicing that all the time as a kid. <laughs> or his gum when he spit it and hit it out of the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, man, he's perfect. Well, like, I just like his promos because it was always like, like he just throw a basketball from behind his head. No, I made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when that was when he was first coming in and they were hyping him up. Yeah. It was like, yeah, he like just could never miss threes. And, oh, he's so perfect. Uh, perfect gets the perfect plex on Texas Tornado. Never been kicked out of, so Tornado's gone. Can't beat the perfect plex. Until moments later when the Warrior does. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> uh, the Warrior does his three moves and beats Mr. Perfect. Yeah, he doesn't do the Gorilla Plus, a Gorilla Plus, Gorilla Press Slam in any of these matches. I'm he does that little shoulder block. and Yeah, I'm convinced he can't do it to most wrestlers. Like, I don't think he's actually that strong. He did it to Hogan in WrestleMania 6, though. Yeah, and he probably blew out his shoulders. <laughs> he's like, never doing that again. <laughs> oh, God. oh, with God's help, I could maybe shoulder press Hogan again. You know, queer and don't make the world go around. <laughs> yeah, that's his classic, <laughs> his classic quote. That's that. Ho- Man, Oakland. who's a shittier person, Hogan or Warrior? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so that's that for that match. Um, the 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 rub of this Survivor Series is all the winners go on to the main event. I was thinking about like how because the Survivor Series they don't really do the four man tag anymore, do they? I don't think so. Uh, I was thinking about how they could bring them back and actually make it mean something. What about the same thing where they bring it all the way to the end, but it, you know you get like a, a a title match or something, you get a trophy, you or you you know the last spot in the Royal Rumble or some bullshit reason. To make people actually care. Yeah. I don't know if they have, like, tag matches in the WWE I mean, yeah, anymore. I don't really tag division at all, right? Yeah. Um, like, tag team? What's that? Which, the my fucking... I used to love... That was my favorite. Tag team was the best. Favorite. Well, like, since the wrestlers get to theoretically work only 50% of the match, like, they fucking go. You know what I mean? Like, they'll actually wrestle the match. 
because they get to take breaks, <laughs> which is, I mean, I'm like, some of these guys are amazing athletes, but you can't wrestle for like 20 minutes. You know what I mean? No one can. Who's going to do that? Me. So uh, on Death Watch, um, a few uh, rest in pieces here. Hawk, died yeah. at 46. Crush, dead at 43. Mr. Perfect, dead at 44. And then finally, um, Ultimate Warrior, but he gets a rest in piss. <laughs> Fuck Ultimate Warrior. He's just some fucking homophobic Christian bullshit chud. He has on like a little church or some shit, didn't he? Or he's know. like a internet evangelist. Fuck that fool. I'm glad he's dead. But we'll see him again. He'll be back. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you got to say about the match? What do you think? I don't know. I remember liking this match a little more as a kid. Like, I remember really liking Survivor Series. There used to be a couple uh, pay-per-views we used to rent all the time from, like, uh, Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. This is one of them, WrestleMania six, and, like, some of the Royal Rumbles. But I don't know. This didn't didn't, didn't do it for me the way it used to. Yeah. Uh, I do think there are two mostly good matches in this, but that wasn't really one of them. No. I like seeing... Um, Cause I like I said I've been watching a lot of shoot interviews and like behind the scenes wrestling shit recently, kind of to get prepared for this. And there's a lot of people that talk about Smash. Like, I wish I could remember what his real name is. Barry Draws. Yeah, Barry, something? something like that. It's Barry for sure. And then everyone would talk about, oh, like what a good worker he was, and like he was so reliable. He like take care of you in the ring. He could like really wrestle. <laughs> the opposite of uh, Bob Holly. Right? Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm watching this, I was like. That's why he's in the match the whole time, because like he's the one that can actually do the job. Um. Oh, we gotta do belly watch before we move on. <laughs> Ready for belly watch? Belly watch. Uh, demolition just doesn't work out. <laughs> they look like all three of them look like um they worked out a couple years ago. Worked out a lot a couple years ago, and then haven't been back to the gym. <laughs> uh, Mr. Perfect. He looks a little juicy. I don't know if you can really get that big without the juice, but he doesn't have a belly, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just works out a lot. But he's kind of just like a wrestler, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Warrior and Kerry Von Eric are full of the juice. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, Legion of Doom. So they look like power lifters. You know what I mean? Their bodies are just like big, strong guys. But power lifters are like on steroids, too. So they're probably on steroids. <laughs> I, I will say that Animal definitely kind of has like a little bit of a steroid body for sure. Yeah. He's just uh, he's got so much belly, though. I'm like, man, he likes to eat in addition to uh, i mean if you're if you're working out <laughs> you yeah. gotta eat you, well you gotta have that tank man that engine that's like power lifters now you always see them with bellies that's just because they don't ever get to the phase where they cut you know what i mean yeah just stay as big as possible forever so maybe that's that's all i was <laughs> doing right one of my now. notes here is nipples to lose an eye to so someone had some some crazy nipples in this one let's see who has i think them? it was one of the demolition um crush had some pokey guys maybe it was them yeah maybe it was crush's pokey guys and then, of course, uh, Axe with his brand new hair. This, man, he's probably so excited <laughs> to reveal that hair. He's feeling like Joe Biden back in the <laughs> 90s. But then, oh, man, this is my last match. <clears throat> All right. Now, match two. The million dollar team. One of the greatest villains. In, I, yeah. Uh, I like Wrestling the, of all times. Man. I like Ted DiBiase a lot. I think he 
went on to become like a born again Christian type fellow. Yeah, a lot, these, a lot of these nerds did. Prison, like fucking uh, life sentence prisoners and professional wrestlers all find God. But as far as I know, he hasn't said like hateful shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he is one of the greatest heels of all time. So we got the Honky Tonk Man. That's Jerry the King Lawler's cousin. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. They are rhythm and blues at this point. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I like that they made Greg the Hammer Valentine dye his fucking hair black. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean that blonde wasn't his natural color. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, they come out to the shittiest rockabilly song. You I ever always heard. think that's like part of the gimmick. It's just how, how shitty. Bad. Well, that was Honky Tonk's gimmick. Remembers? Yeah. They tried to get him to play guitar, and he would be like, "Ding, ding, 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 ding." Uh, Ted that, I always thought, like, whenever I saw Jeff Jarrett, I'm like, you're just doing a shitty honky tonk, man. Yeah. Well, that was actually Jeff Jarrett's dad, Jerry Jarrett. That was his gimmick, too, around, which would have been before and kind of around the same time mm-hmm. as Honky. Honky. Uh, uh, Ted DiBiase, that's a million dollar man. He's got Virgil with him. Whoa, they got surprise partner, surprise teammate. <laughs> this is a surprise. And the beginning of the match. Uh, some I think Gorilla Monsoon's like, oh, this surprise will blow you away, and this is the, probably the first time and last time in WWF <laughs> that he was right. Where you're like, oh, okay, because <laughs> <laughs> guess what? This is the first on-screen appearance of the Undertaker, which would go on to be the longest, most successful gimmick that wrestling's ever had, like for sure, right? Yeah, I mean, like. Easily, I, mean, I, I don't know. Like you can't consider Hulk Hogan a gimmick, right? Not like a true gimmick. Not, really. Not even like Roddy Piper or Macho Man. But Undertaker, you, for at least fifteen years, he played a fucking zombie on, <laughs> as a wrestler. Yeah, then he was a motorcycle gangster, and then back to zombie. And then no, no, then he was like the leader of a cult. Well, yeah, but he's still and a then he's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is the the most ridiculous gimmick. Only in wrestling could it work. Oh, and it worked. It fucking worked. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Undertaker was brought in to replace uh, Bad News Brown, who had left the WWF after being reneged on a promise to be put in a feud with Hulk Hogan and becoming the first black WWF champion. (laughs) That would have been a good feud. Yeah, but too bad racism. Yeah. I've Uh, said it before. I think Junkyard Dog should have got at least the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I like Junkyard Dog. They did that thing, though, that they always do with... um, Usually they relegate it to Samoans or Fijians or Tongans, even though they'll call them all Samoans. That's the first racist thing they do is they say they're all Samoans. Oh, they got such hard heads. (laughs) Which we'll see some of that later tonight when Jimmy Snooker shows up. That murderer? They did that same thing with Junkyard Dog, though, remember? Oh, his head's impervious. (laughs) I like when Undertaker first comes out and... uh, Piper is like low key kind of burying him. He's like, look at the ham ox on that fella. He's like calling him out like butcher meat. I, my notes here, Piper was great in the commentary list. And yeah, he's got like the quote of the night for me where he's just like, he doesn't look friendly at all. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hart's great in this match too. I worked on a couple of those things that he yells out. Like, you got the rhythm now, baby. Yeah. And then at one point uh, when Undertaker's in the room, he's like, you better call 911 now. <laughs> yeah, I also like his, his, he does all the talking, well, most of the talking in the promo beforehand. Yeah. And I don't remember all the stuff he says, but just at the end, he's like, we will survive. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. <laughs> Jimmy Hart's great. He's um, no Bobby Heenan, but he's he's up there. Yeah, so everyone knows Big Ginger goes on to be Undertaker, the greatest wrestler of all time. Unfortunately, though, 
It's recently come to light that Mr. Mean Mark Calloway himself is dumb fucking chud redneck too. So fuck him. <laughs> is that is that surprising? <laughs> no, nah, I mean like, I'm never shocked by wrestlers being shitty, but it's but what as soon as they tip their hand to reveal it publicly, it's like all right, <laughs> fuck now, Undertaker. Has Jim Duggan said anything awful? I don't think so. He probably just said, "Oh, <laughs> all right." Um, the, um, did you ever see there? There's a gimmick at one point where I don't remember who he was feuding with but he went um they sent jim duggan to ireland to research his like ancestors oh my god there's another point i have another here about how racist jim duggan's character is <laughs> it's so funny to um to watch it and just see uh these you know regular just irish folks <laughs> with having, jim duggan having to interact with jim duggan like in character <laughs> 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 Because, like, yeah, this is your grandmother, and this is where she lived, and he's just, like, so loud and obnoxious. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, the Irish take it all right, though. <laughs> well, you guys, this is, like, stuffy older historians, and you know what I mean? It's not just, like, people out it's on the street. It's not the street Irish. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. He doesn't look friendly at all. At all. Um, they really sell Undertaker in this match. They sell the and you, shit out of him. You kind of forget how athletic he was when he first started. Man, he looks so good. He's a fucking big ginger, man. Yeah, he he looks like he can do anything. He's like climbing on the ropes, jumping around. It's like hell yeah, this guy's gonna be like a star. I think like next Russell's Survivor like, Series is him and uh, he Hogan, right? champion next yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough talking about those losers. It's time for the heroes, the dream team. American Dusty Dream. Rhodes, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and Coco Beware. They have both the Hart Foundation and the new foundation in this match. Oh yeah, I don't think Owen and Coco are a tag team yet though. But well, they didn't, didn't he become didn't Anvil team with Coco too? Uh huh. But this that'll be later on. When Bret- such a weird. It was like Anvil and Owen, and then Owen and Anvil, right? Or no, then Owen and Coco. Coco. Oh, so weird. It was because of like Anvil's drug and injury problems, I think. So he's in and out, if I recall. Um, yeah, so we got Coco Beware, Jim Nyhart, Bret Hart, Dusty Rhodes. Coco Beware, you'll see, is also wearing black and pink. It's like he's already a member of the Hart Foundation. He doesn't look friendly at all. Uh, Dusty's entrance theme, fucking banger. <laughs> I forgot about that it shit. I was like, oh, man. American <laughs> dream. And then I forgot he did that roll punch. <laughs> I love it. Does, like the hand roll. I mean, like Dusty and WD. This is after you know his careers on on the downward trend wrestling wise. Yeah. But he still he still has it. You can see why he was really popular. Why is the shit? I just like man that that white fellow's got some soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the Hart Foundation jackets are just ooh, what a look. <laughs> what a look. Piper mentions now uh, that. Bret Hart's brother, Dean Hart, passed away the day uh, before, which is sad. And uh, Bret Hart's at Survivor Series, <laughs> and his brother just died, which is, that's wrestling for you. And the reason why Piper mentions it on air, I guess, is because... um They're friends. They're friends, and also Vince McMahon didn't say shit about it to anyone, to Bret or anything. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Vince McMahon, he's great. I wonder um, if Vince McMahon still does the thing, because I'm pretty sure the announcers today have Vince McMahon in their ear constantly. Yeah, even back then, he would have been in the ear talking shit. Oh, really? Oh. Yep. <laughs> and now, performing our next nominated tune is a man who has repeatedly proven that he cannot talk. 
and who tonight will prove that he can't sing either. Vince McMahon performing, and I believe this is good advice for all of you here and at home to put your fingers up, your ears, and stand back, Vince McMahon. can't imagine piper put up with that shit i i I think he's probably the best at ignoring it because he still just says whatever he wants he also also probably didn't work out because i don't remember piper doing too much commentary (laughs) no eventually they give him piper's pit they like he has to get like script approval for piper's pit obviously he doesn't follow along with it because he says some wild shit there too but the thing is like fans really love piper so he he can just kind of do what he wanted uh, DiBiase's entrance is great too. Money, 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 money. They don't like have any of these cool songs in modern day wrestling. It's all like fucking knockoff, like butt rock. Yeah, you know, in the nineties and shit, where all the wrestlers still looked like it was the eighties, and they all listened to Poison and shit. They all had long hair and like stone washed jeans and shit. <laughs> like they never moved from the eighties at all. That's like the wrestlers now are like, man. Remember Lincoln Park? Yeah. Lincoln Park. That was the best. Those are the best times of my life. I just never, never not wear the Jinko jeans and listen to Lincoln Park. <laughs> my Jink- you remember Jinko jeans? They're coming back. Yeah, basically, what I'm saying is, uh, wrestling still does not attract the coolest of the cool. <laughs> Despite the Undertaker being a brand new guy, supposed to not know anything about him, uh, he. Tombstone pile drives Coco to eliminate him, and Girl Monsoon calls the tombstone. I'm pretty sure that's the wrestling move is called Tombstone pile driver. Even for that. Nope, it mm. wasn't. Nope, oh. and he wasn't supposed to do it. As soon as he says it, like I'm sure Vince is in his ear, and then Piper's trying to <laughs> Piper's trying to like extend. It. So he's like, "Oh, it's a Tombstone pile driver," and then Piper's like, "What was it?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Tombstone," I think. I don't know. Um, problem is, uh, Undertaker had actually already wrestled a match, a couple matches before, uh-huh. um, like uh, in house shows, shows and shit, you know, that Girl Monsoon had did commentary for for the recordings and stuff. So, you know, that's what you get when you tape shit and release it <laughs> at weird times. But I just think it's funny that Piper's like not gonna let him get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> did you see those gnarly stretch marks on um, uh, Dusty's shoulders? Yeah. That's crazy. What the fuck's that from? He's getting big, probably. I got some crazy uh, stretch marks from uh, from the getting tall too fast. Puberty. Yeah, that's because he got stretched out real quick. Oh, this is where we see that honky tonk is legitimately a honky. Did you see him try to dance? <laughs> he does like real stiff, like woo, woo. 
You shake around and roll, baby. You got the rhythm now, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's real straight up honky. Uh, he gets eliminated though because we can't have any more of that shit. <laughs> then Anvil's out. Um, Anvil doesn't do very much. He gets to do a few strong guy moves, you know, like power slams and stuff. He doesn't really get to do his Anvil laugh either. Ha 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 ha! He strokes his goatee. His very puby goatee. Why is it so stiff and puby? I guess that's beards for you. <laughs> um, the pubic hair of the face. Yeah, so Undertaker's back in, and this is where you're like, damn, Big Ginger can really move. He's up on the ropes, jumping off of him. He does that thing where he like jumps in the air and stomps on Dusty's head. I don't know why you would need to do that, but it's still like, wow, he can jump and stuff, and he's like 6'9"? Wow, this guy's talented. Why didn't he play fucking basketball? <laughs> he's not coordinated. He also like couldn't jump that high. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't need to at that height. Yeah, at 6'9", you don't really have to jump that high. Uh, to, we should mention that Undertaker's uh, valet, his manager at this point, is Brother Love. Oh, I just forget about that. Brother Love. Brother Love. What do you, what think, do you mean? What do you think the kayfabe like, reason is? Where did Brother Love find Undertaker? I don't remember. But what, wasn't there a lead up to this where like there was a Piper's Pit with Brother Love and Undertaker on it? No. Or no, with Brother Love on it? Brother Love talking about the Undertaker. Yeah. What is the... I don't remember. How did Paul Bear come about? You, you know, probably Brother Love got fired or something. Oh no, he then he had his own show. Yeah, he still was around. His after own that. talk show know. in it, so maybe it's just they had to move shit around. Paul Bearer, the guy, I forget his real name. I think it's like Mark, Mark Fisher. No, Mark Fisher's a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like I said, there's there's two way. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but um, he's a long time uh, in the business kind of guy. That's like friends with a lot of people. So he probably Vince probably just wanted to bring him in and like it worked. He had the perfect voice for him. Yeah, because the whole thing is like Undertaker doesn't talk at all at this point. Eventually, when he gets the Attitude Era, he'll cut like a 20-minute promo on Kane. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, the whole thing is like he doesn't talk because he's a zombie. He's so, in like one or two words. Yeah. That's what, and it's always very deep and like he elongates the last uh, bell sound. Bold porn. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Brother Love's getting beat on, so Undertaker disqualifies himself, protecting him. But Undertaker's not the legal man. How can he be DQ'd? How can he be counted out? Oh, he wasn't? No, nope, he's not. Because they could do that later on with Victor Ronald Motel. Uh-huh. Where <gasps> he doesn't get counted out. He, or, you know what I mean? Like, Damn it. Uh-huh. So where's the internal consistency? Survivor Series 1990. <laughs> Vince McMahon, I need you on the phone yesterday to tell me about why you messed up so bad. That's right. I caught it. <laughs> I got you. You're in trouble now. So this is Survivor Series. They got it. There's eight people in the ring, all right? So some of these people are getting beat by clotheslines and shit. And uh, the next, uh, <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine's out now from a small package. <laughs> only it's Survivor Series, folks. Yeah, you, small packages never work <laughs> except in Survivor Series. Yeah, and then um, here becomes here becomes here becomes here becomes bees the uh, best part of the match, possibly the best part of the show. It's just when it's Brett and Ted DiBiase doing some wrestling, doing some real wrestling. They're just um, I don't know, man. They can fucking go. There's uh, we got Brett does his uh, sternum turnbuckle spot that he always does, where he runs his chest into the turnbuckle. It's classic Brett for you there. Uh, Piper's really gassing him up. Like, oh, Brett's the best in the business. No one can beat DiBiase. He really knows how to wrestle. The excellence of execution. All that sort of stuff. And then uh, Virgil interference backfire. 
Virgil's out there looking like a candy cane. Oh, and then WWE uh, superstar Virgil. Um, Brett, the, he gets up to um the, the second rope, which is Brett's rope. Yeah, <laughs> the Brett rope. He goes to the Brett. He goes to his rope and he does his Brett elbow jump. And you see, he's got Canada boots on. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's Canada boots. And then, <laughs> only a Survivor Series, only a Survivor Series. Uh, Brett does a crossbody, bringing DiBiase down, but the momentum carries him over for DiBiase to get the pin. Even I'm mean, Brett didn't seem that tired. I <laughs> could kick that out. Out. He was just so surprised. Like, wait, I thought I was on top. <laughs> this is, uh, in my opinion, probably the best match, and it's mostly just because of Brett and DiBiase. It's definitely not because of Honky Tonk Man or Greg the Hammer Valentine. And then, so Brett and DiBiase, and then fucking Undertaker's there doing Undertaker shit. It's pretty cool. Dusty Rhodes is fun. Uh, Coco and Anvil are they're there. <laughs> they do some stuff. The million dollar team, they're all still alive. Every single That's one what of the Debiasi money will do for you. Mm-hmm. You can buy that good health care. Also, there are valets, Brother Love, Jimmy Hart, and Virgil. They're all still alive. Even Brother Love? That's right. Real quick, we got to talk about Honky Tonk Man. I was mentioning the shoot interviews that are on the internet. Fucking 80% of them have got to be Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> talking shit about everyone. I'll tell you what now, man. Check this out. Honky, honky Tonk Man, he lives in Gilbert, Arizona. Oh, yeah, this surprised me because I remember when we first moved here, uh-huh. hearing that there was he was going to be at some like a uh, little uh, indie show, indie show you know, during Halloween. I'm like, why the fuck would he be doing that? I think he just lives out here. Yeah, he lives <laughs> he lives out in Gilbert, Arizona. I just figured I'm going to find out where he lives and stop by. Oh, shit, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's get an interview. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, man, uh, we do a podcast that once a year talks about wrestling. Nah, <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> from your era. <laughs> Tell us more about Ric Flair and why he sucks. <laughs> His whole thing is Ric Flair's been doing the same goddamn match for 25 years. Yeah. Which, why uh, would you yeah. do a different match when you get paid for the same match over and over yeah, again? If, if it works, like, you know, why why stick your neck I out? I mean, he's got a point. Every time I've seen Sting and Ric Flair uh, wrestle a match, it is the same match. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you, everybody loves those beats. Yeah, I mean, you know, he falls for it on his face. He, like, oversells the bounce off he, his head. He begs head. for forgiveness. Yeah. Whatever. At one point, you know, uh, he goes up to the top rope, uh, but Sting catches him and Gorilla Press slams him. That's what you want. Yeah, I mean, that's what people... They came to see Flair, right? Give him the hits. Um, they didn't come to see stand-up comedy. They came to see rock and roll. This match is almost the least dead. Uh, because all the million dollar teams still good, all the valleys still good. Oh, Brett, Brett and Coco still still hanging in there. Uh, Dusty made it to sixty nine, which is perfectly perfectly respectable age for a professional wrestler. And Anvil he died at sixty three, which is also like not that bad. Because yeah. even like for a guy his size, you'd think he'd have like diabetes or heart problems or something. But but that le- brings us to belly watch update. So Valentine and Dusty looked like they just eat everyone else's leftovers. <laughs> Honky Tonk has like that southern cowboy beer body. So I don't he, I think he's just drinking Lone Stars and smoking cigarettes. And I, maybe I'm they're probably all on juice a little bit, but Yeah, like, I mean I, you're looking for awesome. the dudes who like juicing way too much. Yeah, like, these, these guys are, are cycling like normal. And also like not working out that much and drinking and eating bad and stuff, you know. <clears throat> DiBiase looks like a big strong. He doesn't look like he just looks like you know. Sometimes you see big older dudes that they just look big. They're just big. Um, Anvil definitely on the juice though. 
that big belly that he doesn't ever get rid of. Sometimes he'll be super jacked and still has that belly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Brett admitted he was taking steroids during that period, so I guess, you know, whatever. But just for fantasy's sake, he looks like a normal guy. Not a normal guy, but a guy that works out, you know? Well, here's the thing. I, these guys don't necessarily look like huge dudes, but their schedule mm. makes it so that it's almost impossible to work out consistently, I think. Yeah. So, like, to get the shape they're in, they have to be doing something. Well, they, yeah, and another thing is, like Brett said, to be getting over injuries all the time. Yeah. It's fucking steroids, man. Just pop that shit in there. Uh, Coco looks pretty big in this one. Uh, same thing, like, his diet is probably not good. He doesn't work out as much, but he he's he's big, real big. Undertaker always just kind of looks like the Undertaker, you know? He's yeah. He's definitely, like... He's a big guy. Bigger, and his arms, like, look bigger in toner in his younger age as a young... A young big ginger but i i don't know uh but the truth is um there's videos of undertaker like deadlifting like recently i mean towards the end of his career it's, yeah he's just been consistently taking steroids for sure there's no way like a 55 year old guy is doing that naturally you know so very juicy very juicy <laughs> <laughs> what do you got to say about that match did you enjoy it is there any uh, exciting moves <laughs> um no it was the the undertaker um, reveal and just the way they sell him was really cool and then DiBiase and Bret Hart is interesting but like I don't know like again like the whole thing is it's disappointed with the entire uh, Survivor Series man you just gotta get out there completely suspend any belief in what wrestling can be <laughs> and be like well they got a giant ache <laughs> <laughs> The fucking highlight of the show is a goddamn Johnny. Hell yeah, it's they, they, and the crowd, the crowd doesn't care. So, whose idea was it? Did Vince McMahon just think that they were gonna they were gonna push this fucking egg? What were they gonna do with the gobbledygooker after this? Is he gonna wrestle? Yeah, man, he was gonna be a star. Did he wrestle after this? Oh no, they completely. Buried that shit once it didn't go over Survivor Series. They're like, man, we better act like this didn't happen. In fact, when I was watching on the network, I was like, man, I wonder if they're gonna edit it because it really was received so badly. I really feel like, like maybe they should just edit it out because it doesn't <laughs> add anything. Well, that gets us to match number three. Luckily, there's only six matches, but it's still two and a half hours. Could be worse. Could be like four hours. Four hours. Uh, this is the Visionaries, which are Hercules and Paul Roma of the Power and Glory, Rick Martel and the Warlord with Slick, versus the Vipers, but Damien's a python, right? Yeah, he's a python. <laughs> Why are the Vipers? That's Jake the Snake Roberts, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, a murderer, yeah. and Marty and Janetti and Shawn Michaels, who are the Rockers, the Rocker Rocket. Boys. Um, but not for much longer. They're very shortly not going to be the Rockers soon. I think about another two years or so. No, is that, I thought it was I mean, one year. Yeah, it's like 92 or 93, 91. I don't know. It's it's coming around the corner. <laughs> and uh, to start us off, we got Mean Gene with the Vipers. And Jake, Um, he just has the best promos of all time. <laughs> He's like the so cutting edge at the time to be the one guy that didn't yell. You know what I mean? He oh, just, yeah. I was watching that with so, Court. I mean, that was her thing. Like, 
Why are they all yelling? Yeah. It always reminds me of that Ren and Stimpy episode where he, remember when they become uh, wrestlers and Ren does his little, or uh, Stimpy does a promo. He is my friend. <laughs> I will like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, my country is buzzing about the big one this Thursday night, the Thanksgiving tradition. I'm talking about the Survivor Series, the ultimate team, with team captain, World Wrestling Federation champion, the ultimate warrior, joined by the Intercontinental champion, of course, the Texas Tornado, along with the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. Gentlemen, this Thursday night, the perfect team, Mr. Perfect, and all three of Demolition. That's right, Gene Oakland, the perfect team. They say they can do no wrong. Well, you better get your turkey dinner in early, boys, because on turkey day, you may be eating your turkey through a straw. A liquid diet is what you're going to consist of, because you can't chew turkey when we kick your teeth down your throat. Yeah, no, Jake was just fucking next level by, like, talking like quiet. a person. <laughs> like a normal person, but, like, kind of uh, quietly sinister. And he had, like, an intensity. Right. I remember Hulk Hogan reading Hulk Hogan's biography at one point and talking about how the, all the wrestlers were really just trying to copy Muhammad Ali. Oh. Um, and just doing it poorly. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Except for Dusty Rhodes, I guess. Uh, but that's how. That's really how I feel about it. Like everybody's just kind of yelling Muhammad Ali's lines, except for Jake the Snake. Man, they were all doing piss poor job. How did you see that? Oh, and those young baby rockers, those youngsters, those, those little guys, baby fat rockers, those little guys. Uh, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels are again the two that obviously can wrestle. Yeah, they carry the match. Surprisingly, though. Fucking Warlord's got some gas, man. He's in there a lot for his big ass. Well, you gotta remember, like, they were, uh, this should be Power and Glory, Warlord and Barbarian, right? No, Power and Glory is... Oh, no, Powers and Pain, that's it. Yeah. Paul Roman and Hercules are Power and Glory. Powers and Pain is Barbarian and Warlord. (laughs) And I think think the story is, like, Mr. Fuji sold the contract, Warlord's contract to Slick, right? Mm -hmm. And he sold Barbarian's contract to Heenan? Yeah, I think that's what it is. (laughs) Dang, Mr. Fuji... Because he's like, oh, I got the demolition again. I don't need you shits. Yeah, dang, Mr. Fuji, you racist stereotype. So the angle for this one is um, Rick the Model Martera, Martel and uh, Jake Sinkovic feuding a little bit. And uh, recently, uh, the model, Rick Martel, sprayed his cologne, Arrogance, into Jake <laughs> Snake's face. And it blinded him. And that's why he's got that white contact in. <laughs> there was a line, he's like, you can't see out of that eye. And then I'm like, yeah, it's because Vince can't have- can't spring for the good content. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's ruined. That probably would be pretty hard to wrestle with when you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Also, probably hard for Jake Snake to wrestle with those goddamn boats he has for feet. Did you <laughs> see that shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, he's really tall. He's like 6'6", six, six, so he's like taller than most everyone else in the match. But it's like, his he has like a seven foot dude's feet on the six six body. I, sometimes I feel like I know his pain. <laughs> his his feet are so long. They're, Piper even calls out because they do a camera shot of his foot on the rope while he's waiting to be tagged in. And Piper's like, "God damn, look at those feet! <laughs> <laughs> They're so fucking long." But no, he's having trouble because he's blind, not because of his long feet. This match fucking drags. Uh, anytime the Rockers aren't in, it's bad, and especially the end when um. <clears throat> the middle is just the beginning with the Warriors is good. The middle is bad, and then I don't even remember the end. Actually, you know, I think there's a good pace to this match until the end, and when um, it's just Jake, <clears throat> and he just has to sell like crazy to the rest of the other four. Yeah, Piper mentions that uh, Warlord has no fat except in that beam of his. Call him a fat head. <laughs> <laughs> but Warlord, as big as he is, he he has body fat. He's like visibly body fat. Yeah, on top of his muscle, you know, it's like. 
fucking once again like power power lifter like he didn't get to the cutting phase he just got big as fuck so piper's a liar he's just trying to sell the warlords it doesn't matter because the warlords in there just throwing everyone around (laughs) i can't believe he straight up was doing most of the work for that team i was like wow he can really fucking go but i bet he was like 24 at the time and the rest of his team is a little bit older you know yeah well i don't know he's been around at least as long as hercules it seems like Maybe in the because I remember him. I remember the powers of pain in like that crazy like sixteen man tag with like the British Bulldogs and Demolition when they still had Mister Fuji. I mean, that's still only got to be the nineties though. No, that's like eighty seven, I think. No, because Demolition doesn't exist until eighty nine or ninety. Are you sure? Yeah, they actually Demolition wasn't around for very long. Uh, maybe eighty eight. Um, the, Jimmy Snuka, he the, he gets punched in the head, and it <laughs> hurts the other guy's hand because he's Samoan, because <laughs> he's racist <laughs> and he's a murderer. <laughs> um, yeah, my note here is like, oh, he's got a strong head like a Samoan. It turns out Snuka is a, he's from Fiji. He's a Fijian, so uh, racism. <laughs> my note says Jimmy Snuka, but built to kill. Man, he looks like he can fucking kill guys, <laughs> like let alone any other human being like god damn he looks insane yeah i don't remember him like looking like that a stack of muscles i cannot believe it. i was like holy shit like the fucking strip ultimate warrior the belt put it on this guy <laughs> well he'll kill you <laughs> um yeah so the genetti versus warlord stuff in the beginning is really fun i like where he's just like i gotta outmaneuver him but since this is uh vince mcmahon's wrestling big big tough guy win Big tough guy always wins. He's like, yeah, oh, get that meaty, get that meaty boy out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, maybe put that belt on that meaty boy. Yeah, so he gets rid of Marty Jannetty. I'm guessing Marty Jannetty was tired from all the drugs. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Sean, Sean Michaels. I was gonna say Sean McDonald. <laughs> That's <laughs> you. <laughs> um, they were all, apparently they were known for like partying and missing shows and stuff. So they were probably both like hungover as shit. Shawn Michaels in the middle of the match, like it's basically all it's big it's big Sean show. After Marty's gone, Snake comes in, he calls for the DDT, doesn't get it done, and then he texts Sean. <laughs> and the crowd is like fucking pop they pop. Yeah, they're like DDT him, smash his face in and it doesn't happen. It's like they should have fucking done it. Jake is so over at this point. Yeah. Well he's the coolest man, he has a snake. He doesn't yell at you during his promos. <laughs> um, he looks like your uncle. <laughs> you know I said this last time when we watched this, but he's built like that. <laughs> yeah. He's just a tall guy that's kind of strong. Uh, so this Sean comes in, and man, he does the, some of those classic big Sean cells, like going over the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah, the thing that's going to destroy his back later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like apparently that casket match where he falls on the casket. Oh, is that what does it? Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that other shit didn't help. It was similar to Flair, where like, oh, you get a clothesline and you like tombstone yourself yeah. and like, but like bounce off of your head backwards and shit, like cartoony stuff. It's good though. It's like, oh yeah, Sean's gonna be a star. He's like, I get it, I get it, I see it. Martel comes in. The the whole match that he's been running from Jake. Anytime Jake comes in, he's, he's like on his knees running, which is good. That's like some good like heel work. But uh, he comes in to uh, do battle with Snuka. And once again, he he gets the he gets Snook out with like a small package again, but uh, uh Girl Monsoon's like ah oh, he hooked the the trunks because he's like holding on to his jocks, but 
He, it was more like he hooked his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Rick the Model Model Hotel is like really big into Turkish oil wrestling. That's what he really wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like all in it. <laughs> like I'm, I don't know if it was his intention. But like, I, damn, he hooked that butthole. He's like, I can get some leverage with his butthole. I'm going to get your snooker. <laughs> Ooh. Piper says, that, oh, it's getting so hot in here. I got to take my jacket off. Uh, it's Sean's back in doing fun stuff. That's why Piper's got to take his jacket off. Oh, Sean Michael's so spicy. Now, the powers uh, of power and glory, they're going to do this special move, the power flex, right? Yeah. So Warlord's got Sean up in the air, holding him for a long time, which is, that's like some fake wrestling shit, you know? Yeah, because like, all Sean has to do is kick his legs. <laughs> but it's like, wow, look how strong he is. Um, then uh, uh, Roma's up on the turnbuckle, and they do this low angle shot where you can just see like Roma's butt cheeks are just really eating his jocks. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you spent a lot of time staring at these guys' asses. I I did not spend as much time. I I was I'm when I watch wrestling, I'm like in there checking out their bodies yeah, for sure. I, when I watch wrestling, I really their bodies, but I'm saying, I wasn't checking to see wedgie factor. I I don't know how you missed it, honestly. <laughs> There's this shot and then one towards the end where it's like, what are they doing? His ass is hungry. <laughs> it's, it's like so much butt cheeks. It's like almost like he's wearing a thong. And then it's Jake down to the down by himself. Yep. He gets a DT on the Warlord, though. He bonks him on his fat bean. And so he gets war, uh, he doesn't get Warlord out. He doesn't get any of them out. That's like the thing is all the heels pass on. But he does DT him. But... Uh, he, then he gets the snake out, and Martel starts running. And Jake's like, "I'm, I'm gonna chase you with my snake." Here's the thing: I, I've never thought about this as a child, but every time I watch wrestling now, and Jake the Snake is doing shit with his snake, mm. how does his snake never get hurt? At this point, he rolls out of the ring, and the snake is underneath him. I, I know that snake got crushed. I'm sure they just weren't too worried about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like when he's running after Martel, and you can see Damien's like all wrapped around his leg, and he's yeah, having yeah. trouble running. Because <laughs> Damien's like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm not gonna get crushed again." Stupid. At one point, Damien gets retired because I know he gets a cobra. I think the cobra comes in just for a little bit for that angle where it bites Macho, and then he gets another pipeline. Or no, maybe he does too many drugs and doesn't wrestle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he sells uh, sells Damien for crack. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think uh, the snakes were ever actually his. When he talks about it, it sounds like there was like a snake guy that. Oh really? Brought the snakes. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here, Jake gets counted out, but Martel doesn't because he's not the legal man. But Taker got counted out when he wasn't the legal man. This is a farce. <laughs> There's no consistency here. Let me see the war books. Yeah. Right. Give me Jack Tunney. Isn't he still a commissioner at this point? Oh yes, he'll come up later. <laughs> oh good. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it seems like, is wrestling, I thought. Wrestling, it seems like it might be fake. Yeah, this seems like it might not be real. They don't have consistency in the rules. Hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, my verdict is, it's. Uh, I, I think it's a, um, a pretty good match until the Rockers are gone. Then yeah. Who cares? And Jake's just like, ah, I'm get you. Did the Rockers ever win the tag title? They don't, actually. They won it for like a day, right? No, technically they did win it. Um, but it was at a tape, a TV taping, uh-huh. and during the match, the top rope of the ring collapses. Uh-huh. So um, Vince never wanted to air that episode because of that mistake. And he said, "Don't worry about it. We'll get you the titles another time." 
and then they never did. <laughs> so technically, classic Vince. Technically, they won the titles, but they didn't really because it never made. It's weird because they're like so. They were maybe my favorite tag team as a kid. Them and Demolition, I really liked. Yeah, I like the Rockers and. Hmm, you really friend of the Orient Express. Legion of Doom. Orient Express is all right. No, they're not. Shut up. Oh, they had so many good tag teams back then. Yeah, the, the late eighties, early nineties, really a good time for tags. The Bushwhackers, they're fun. <clears throat> yeah, Bushwhackers. They'll be they'll be here later, licking on kids and stuff. <laughs> Weird. I was watching a um, go up there, little Billy, get licked by the Bushwhacker. I watched like a biography of the Bushwhackers, like how they got started and stuff. Yeah. When they were wrestling in Australia and New Zealand back before they went to WWF, they were like known as like being like ultra violent, like scary dudes. Oh really? Yeah. And then when they brought them to WWF, yeah, they're cute. Like, oh, act like uh, dummies and like kids and stuff. I don't know. Here's oh no, who's dead? Hercules made it to 47. Oh, that's not a good age at all. No. Also, he goes by Hercules Hernandez in wrestling. His real name is just Hercules Fernandez. Why didn't he just do that? He likes the alliteration. Oh, okay. I guess. He wanted to sound like a Marvel character created by Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jimmy Snuka, he made it to 73 and then died purposely to avoid being convicted of murdering Nancy Argentina. He did it on purpose. (laughs) He purposely died. Um, yeah, so the thing with Jimmy Snuka is, uh, he pretty definitely murdered his girlfriend in a hotel room in, uh, late 80s, early 90s, I think, yeah, while he was right. working WWF. And Vince just kind of helped him uh, Vince, paper over it. Yeah, helped get it kind of covered up. Um, it came back up again, uh, relatively recently, like in the last 10 years, uh, that he was going to be on trial again for it. But unfortunately, he had like stomach cancer, some old man bullshit. And they're like, oh, he's not fit to stand trial, so they didn't ever, um, he didn't ever go to trial, and then he dies because he's he's a pussy. <laughs> you say that to 1990 Jimmy Snuka's face. I won't because he'll murder me like Nancy Argentina. <laughs> I don't know. He may not be able to murder you outright. You're a pretty big guy. Yeah, I mean, he'd definitely I, be able to beat the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could like fight off the murder part probably. <laughs> I could prevent the murder, but I'll be hospitalized. Um, belly watch. I just everyone but Jake probably. And he's definitely Jake too. I'm definitely <laughs> Jake too, because he was doing every other drug. Why wouldn't he also go? Yeah, whatever steroids. Uh he uh it, I saw an interview with him one time where he was talking, um he was out for a while with the neck injury, which he blames on Honky Tonk Man when he hit him with that um supposed to be gimmick guitar, but like they fucked up. I don't know. When you watch it, you know, it's on Piper's Pit. When he hits him with it, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, but is that Honky Talk's fault or is that like Prop's no, fault? it's not yeah. really. The, it's not yeah. anyone's. Well, it's some someone someone Prop's fault, <laughs> but it's like you know just an accident. But he was out for a while getting like uh, neck surgery or something, and he's talking. Um, when he came back in, like he'd been working out a lot and shit, and so he came back in like actually kind of jacked. And this man is like, "What are you doing, Jake? Sink, not Hulk Hogan." <laughs> Sent him home for a couple months, and Jake's like, "Yeah, I just drank and did cocaine." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's the fucking best time of my life. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, some other interview I saw was someone else talking about Jake, where they asked, I think it was they asked Brett, like who had like the weirdest like ritual to get ready for a match. And he's just like, I don't know about the weirdest, but Jake used to just like come out and he put Damien in the sack, like on top of a trash can or whatever. He smoke a cigarette and walk back and forth, put it out on his boot. Pick up Damien and then walk out to the match. <laughs> <laughs> now we got the Royal Rumble, Rumble advertisement. Oh, yeah, constantly with the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. It's, it's three months away, guys. 
come sign up for it now and get exclusive content or something. Oh no, that's video games. <laughs> uh, we finally get to see Piper and Gorilla on camera. No, they were at the I, very beginning. Yeah, I guess I missed it because I was like, whoa, Piper's looking classy. I see his watching shit. I was uh-huh. like, man, he's man about town. This is his move uh, around his movie. He's, he's in his fancy dress kilt, too. Yeah, he's like, ooh, fancy times. Oh, he says real men wear kilts at one point in this special. This special pay per view. Oh, this is where Sean Mooney shows up. He shows oh, up. Oh, yeah, he's interviewing the Hulkamaniacs. He gets yelled at by the Hulkster who keeps calling him little dude. Little dude. Little dude. Because Hulk Hogan's not going to be asked to remember anybody's name but Mean Gene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like later on he'll call Tito the Arriva Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Hey, um, do you notice that Jim Duggan has like the yellow uh, ribbons on his two by four? Yeah, for the troops. Yeah, doesn't that technically mean bring the troops home though? That's no. what it, all this sub- isn't it like a more of subservient, subversive, subversive. That's what I'm looking for. Subversive no, I message. thought the yellow ribbon was just supporting troops. I think, I'm pretty sure it was. I specifically remember at least during Desert Storm. Remember, remember it being bring the troops home because I remember Mom talking about it at one point. I don't know. I don't remember Desert Storm very well. Should have done some research. I guess they're gonna ask after we're done with this, yeah. right? Uh, speaking of which, though, um, they we're gonna cruise harder than the battleship Missouri, USA. Go imperialism. This match is dedicated to the troops, USA. Holster offers to sign up for the army like Hemingway, but they don't. He doesn't. They don't ever send them. Like Hemingway. Why <laughs> the fuck did <they laughs> Hemingway just went over there himself? Because <laughs> he was real man, not like this this Hulk maniac, this Holster, this eagle maniac. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit talking shit about oh I'll join the army and go over there. You know what? You know it's all oh, bullshit. I'll beat the cheeks off of Saddam. I'll get him. I'll get him big time. Oh this yeah, it's more like John Wayne bullshit. Yeah, fucking Hulkster. Yeah, and then he just whatever. I'm the best. Here's my friends because it's a team of his friends. <laughs> Hogan's always just helping his friends out and wrestling, <laughs> which I guess that's all wrestling. That's commendable to a certain extent, but like I don't know. Hogan just seems to suck. Well, speaking of his friends, it's the Hulkamaniacs, Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan, Jim Duggan, and Tugboat. Tugboat. <laughs> Versus the Natural Disasters. Natural Disasters fucking rule. It's the Barbarian, Dino Bravo, Earthquake, and Haku. With Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Um, natural Disasters will later go on to be the tag team name for Earthquake and Tugboat. Well, yeah, he's Typhoon then, though, right? Yeah, he's Typhoon. Yeah. Um, I legitimately think that Earthquake could just kick the shit out of everybody in this match. He is so fucking strong. I do not... And un- he moves way too well for how big he is. Yeah. Well, he's... Until Undertaker came, I think he's, like, the biggest dude in the WWF. Because he's, like, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and, yeah, he can move around. And, yeah, he's a fat guy, but, like, there's... he At one point in this movie, he straight up, like, catches... Yeah, he does. Yeah, he like straight up catches someone off the top rope. No, it's like, Big Boss Man. Yeah, Big Boss Man. Who's like, like holy shit. I, I'm like, well, no problem. He's just like, cool. All right, here we go. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what can this man not do? And then uh, while we're talking about who's dangerous in wrestling, uh, we'll talk about Haku, also known as Ming. If you watch these shoot interviews, any backstage, any of the books people written, Anytime Ming's mentioned, this this dude sounds like he's the most dangerous man who ever lived. People talk about him like getting in bar fights against like six dudes, like taking guys' eyes out, <laughs> holding people's like jaws off. And they're like, he's like the strongest dude that's ever walked the planet. 
He's I mean, he's like a nice guy and stuff, but like you know, yeah. Don't push him off. That's what yeah, I'm gonna when go you get when you get in the shit, he's really dangerous. So uh, choosing your drinking buddies, Haku, not Shawn Michaels, not Shawn Michaels. Maybe I would say um, Earthquake, Big John Tenta, except for he's a family man, didn't really drink for a party or anything. So Haku Ming, he by the way he's Tongan, he's not part of the Ananui family. A lot of people seem to think he's part of the. You know, the Honor Weaver oh, dynasty yeah. that's got all the wrestlers. Nope, not Ming. He's Tongan. In this case, Haku replaced Rick Rude, who had left the WWF over a pay dispute. To go be a champion in WCW, I think. Yep. <laughs> in speaking of Jack Tunney, the kayfabe reason well, he doesn't appear is because he was suspended by the WWF president, Jack Tunney. For insulting the mother of Big Boss Man. Scandalous. Oh, no. Big Boss Man's mama. Yeah, you can't you can't talk that shit in the promos, man. You get suspended. <laughs> this sucks because they play Tugboat's theme, Duggan's theme, Boss Man's theme, and the Hulkster's theme. I don't know why they play every single fucking one of them. <laughs> I think it's because the Hulkster wanted his, right? And they're like, ah, just come on, Mom. Tugboat's toot toot. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, some more we love our troops USA shit with the ribbons and oh we're doing it for the troops and then when it comes crashing down in Hershey's I was thinking about cutting the song, actual song into this part right here but we're just gonna sing it <laughs> when you hurt my friends you hurt my pride <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. Except Mexicans. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, do you notice uh, Hulk Hogan? Uh, I believe this is around when he's filming movies and stuff. Yeah. He, he's uh, noticeably smaller. I don't think he's rocking the 24-inch Python. 24-inch Python. There's actually a good juxtapositional shot where they show a kid in the crowd who's got a poster where he, or, yeah, like a, um, a fan sign. Where like he, an 88 Hogan? <laughs> yeah, where he's got a picture of, like, 88 Hogan on it where he's fucking huge, and then it goes to Hogan, and you're like, hmm, a little bit smaller, huh? Huh. Trying to avoid them uh, steroids for the movie business, huh? 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 What? Um, this uh match fucking sucks. It's just too many big hosses. Yeah, well, those big hoss moves. Haiku's gone. I mean, Tugboat, not a good wrestler. Duggan, not a good wrestler. No, he's just a fun, fun dude. <laughs> yeah, Hulk, not a good wrestler. Big Bossman can fucking move for a big guy. Yeah, he's also look, looking pretty fit in this match. Yeah. Probably the best he ever looked. Which is, I mean, he's still a big fat guy, but it's the best he looked. Um, the heels, of course, all are good wrestlers, but they. You can only do so much with who you're wrestling. Actually, I don't know for sure about Dino Bravo. I would assume because he is a longtime heel, he's probably a good wrestler because usually the heels are yeah. the dudes that do the work. Uh, Barbarian has a problem, too, where he just kind of does big guy moves. But what are you going to do when you're, you're a big guy? <laughs> you can't move that much. Unless you're a fucking earthquake. Yeah, he's just blessed, though. He was also a sumo wrestler, right? Yeah. Uh, Duggan gets DQ'd because he's swinging two by four. <laughs> I like that he doesn't get DQ'd until he swings at the ref, though. And the ref's like, all right, that's a step too far. I just like he doesn't give a shit. He's like, I didn't work out for me. I'm going to hit him with a goddamn two by four. <laughs> and then he acts like confused. That's why he's being disqualified. He's like, what? <laughs> me? Hulkster comes in. He's fucking he... typical Irish. <laughs> yeah. What? He's probably drunk at the time. 
Um, Hulkster comes in and he does strong guy stuff. He slams the big fella. He's like, take this, earthquake. Here's my note. Holy shit, catching big boss man. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Mine is, whoa, Tenta is strong. <laughs> Bye, cracker boss. Uh, Hulkster gets Dino out with a small package. So Dino is a lot of small packages. Gano. Yeah, this Survivor Series is like, oh, we got him with a really good right hand. He's out. It's one, two, three. Yeah, so highlight of the match, uh, fucking Earthquake catching Big Boss Man. I was like, man, I can't wait for a big man to catch me like that. Send me to heaven. <laughs> Tugboat and uh, Tenta Earthquake are outside fighting. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, you know, this is the first time like the legal participants have gone to the outside. And I was like, that's pretty amazing because i was thinking about it in modern wrestling that's all but i was like oh wait never mind this is like when people stay in the ring but yeah because now it's like get to the outside as quick as possible so you can take a break <laughs> and then next up barbarian botches uh pile driver on hogan right where he's like sit he sits on his like dick slash belly <laughs> and then piper and monsoon like scramble to try to sell it <laughs> oh oh well piper's like oh we kind of Messed that one up, and then Girl Monsoon's like, "Yeah, I mean, still hurt his shoulders. <laughs> a shock from that one." <laughs> <laughs> they probably have Vince in here going, "No, don't tell him that, you fucking idiots!" <laughs> uh, oh, this is where Piper says, "Real men wear kilts." This fucking out. match is boring as shit. What do you mean, Hulk? The Hulkster hulks up, <sighs> just as you'd expect. Big boot, leg drop, pins Barbarian, and then he celebrates for about a fucking decade. <laughs> Why the fuck did he do it? <laughs> I could. I fucking hate that. Well, yeah, it's my, bad enough when he does it in the main event, but why is he fucking doing it here? It's worse in the main event. But uh, here's, no, at least it kind of makes sense in the main event. Well, it's fucking Ultimate Warrior's moment, though. No, no, I mean, like, I just, I mean, generally, when like, when he's in the main event, you know what I mean? Oh, well, the reason he does it in this match, uh, for sure, it's because he's not the champion. Is because he knows the main event is going to be more about the Ultimate Warrior. So he's like, well. Fucking, I need the spotlight. Vince, you need to give me 10 minutes to strut around. Because he's got to make sure it's about Hogan, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm busy for all the film in Urban Commando, but the people need to know that I'll be back for that belt. <laughs> I'm coming back. You're going to give it to Bret Hart? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, belly watch. Everyone. Fucking all kinds of juicy boys in this one. I was like, maybe Earthquake and Tugboat just stay natural, big, strong. But probably not. The same thing. You're like, if you're going to get hurt, you may as well do steroids, right? Yeah. Uh, Death Watch. Big Boss Man, dead at 41. Rest in piss. Uh, Dino Bravo, dead at 44. Rest in peace. <laughs> Big John Tenta, 42. Super rest in peace. He seems like he's a really nice guy. His son um, posts on the Squared Circle subreddit. Uh-huh. And then sometimes he'll be like, oh, here's some pictures I found of my dad hanging out. And blah, blah, blah. It's pretty cool to just see like, oh, he's a regular ass guy. And strong as fuck. <laughs> But we must talk about Dino Bravo's death because it is insane. Uh, no, I mean, it's it sucks because it's him dying. But you're going to be like, what? <laughs> Dino Bravo. On March 10th, 1993, Bresciano, which is Dino Bravo's real name, Bresciano, was found shot dead. He was hit by 17 bullets, seven to the head and 10 to the torso while watching hockey in his Vimont Lavaf, Quebec home. Are you ready? You ready for this? Canadian mob hit? His alleged role in illegal cigarette smuggling in Canada is popularly believed to have led to this unsolved homicide. <laughs> cigarette smuggling? Colleague Rick Martel has said that because of Bresciano's no 
Notoriety from being a popular professional wrestler, he was able to attract many customers, thus crossing the mafia. According to former opponent Bret Hart, Bestiano uh, confided to friends shortly before his death that he knew his days were numbered. He was a nephew by marriage of Montreal crime boss Vic Catroni, Catroni and was believed by authorities to be involved in his organization for some time. Holy shit, Dino Bravo was in like the... The fucking Canadian mob. Yeah, fucking French, Italian, Canadian mob selling illegal cigarettes. I don't know how you make a profit off them, especially back then when they cost like $2. <laughs> and he, he got killed for it. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> fucking no. That's a goddamn movie. <laughs> I want to run a movie about a professional wrestler selling uh, Lucy's on the side. Yeah, that's crazy. For the Canadian mob. When Darren Aronofsky, when he made The Wrestler, he sh- this should have been a story. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know enough about that. Um, we have a real somber moment here as the Macho King has arrived. <laughs> Holy Ooh, shit. Yeah, special one. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> you notice he's very up on that. Uh, he's the special one. Yeah, stuff. well, he's also calling everyone a turkey. It's <laughs> Thanksgiving. Tur- yeah, Thanksgiving turkey time. Ultimate chicken. He's a turkey. Yeah, bro. Yeah, oh, you hoping you be a man, Morgan. Oh, you can't be a man like me. I'm the macho man, the macho man king. How'd he get the king title? Did he beat the Harley race? One, he beat someone else. Or did he beat the, 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 the king ring, ring or something? I don't know. So okay. There's a reason. There's a kayfabe in story reason for it. But he just comes out looking like a candy cane, too. I don't even have a team. I'm just here so you remember. Well, he's there to come out and be like, hey, I want that belt. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be having that. You haven't Turns seen out, me in a no. while. <laughs> but I want that belt. Um, yeah, he's like, give me your title, your turkey, your ultimate chicken, your turkey. Yeah. I like when he comes out, um, Mean Gene's basically like, oh, you had a good Thanksgiving. I know you ate a bunch of shit because you're an Itai. <laughs> He's like, I know you're out there eating the turkey and the green beans. <laughs> Just talking about how much shit <laughs> Macho Man has eaten. He's like, Jesus. Uh, also, Macho King apparently is a heel at this point. Yeah. Because the people are booing him. I do not ever once in my life ever Remember Boo? You never, you never not liked the Macho King, but you, you loved him even when he was the Macho King. You even had that. I remember you had the little Macho King action figure. Hell yeah, I don't care, man. He came with a little crown, a little scepter. Oh yeah, and he had a cape. You gotta remember though, this is the lead up to like WrestleMania Seven, which is the Macho Man retirement match with Ultimate Warrior. Oh, remember when Miss Elizabeth comes out of the crowd and shit? Uh huh. But my yeah, fucking I, I yeah, I was just like what. There's people booing the Macho Man. Don't they understand? Why are they not bowing to their king? <laughs> He's the king now. What the hell? Um, finally, though, we made it to match number five. I think there's another Royal Rumble promo. But we're at match <laughs> five. this shit? This is a piss break match, I, in which I literally took advantage of. I kept this shit playing. Went and took a piss. Went outside to smoke. Uh, came back in. I was like, oh, it's still happening, huh? I literally only have one note for this match. The brave Iraqi nation. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so to get us started, uh, Sergeant Slaughter comes out to do a, a, a promo that's way too long. And the well, entire I, time. Can I do a Sergeant that's the funny thing to me like the same time like he was appearing on gi joe as like a good guy he's yeah. like i love iraq <laughs> <laughs> my problem with this promo is first it's sergeant slaughter who really 
His, well, I mean, his gimmick was good, but he apparently can't talk. And then uh, his theme music, that drum roll shit, <laughs> just keeps going. I was, like, losing my mind. That's probably why I had to go take a break. <laughs> so uh, we got the Alliance here. Um, presumably they're fighting for America or something, right? They're all USA chants and stuff. It's <laughs> We got Butch and Luke, the Bushwhackers who are <laughs> from New Zealand. Uh, we've got Nikolai Volkov, who is from Yugoslavia, but kayfabe, he's from Russia. <laughs> nah! And then Tito Santana, who is from Dallas, Texas, but kayfabe, he's Mexican. Just Mexican. I mean, he, technically, he can be from Dallas, Texas and be Mexican. Uh-huh. Which he is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what they were going with. <laughs> All right, so mercenaries, Boris Zukov, Sergeant Slaughter, Saito, and Tanaka with Mr. Fuji and General Adnan. General Adnan, real name, Adnan bin Abdul Karina Ahmed Al-Qaisi Al-Farith. What the fuck? He's a 70s wrestler. According to his autobiography, he came from a fairly distinguished family with the father being an imam. Oh, one of his high school classmates, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to his autobiography. Oh. Anyways, but... <laughs> I like mm. to say, uh, so, Mr. Slaughter, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, who was then portrayed as an Iraqi sympathizer or insulted serviceman stationed in Iraq before. I had candy corn with yeah. no sand in it. Yep. Oh, boo. I boo. ate a whole ham boo. when there was no nuggets of poop. <laughs> Boris Zukov, he replaced Akeem, who had left the WWF in October. Which, um, Akeem, oh, yeah, Akeem, the yeah. African dream, the African dream, which is the white um, dude, <laughs> yeah, who was getting back to his African roots, which is weird enough. But I've lo- it's interesting to think about, um, they were gonna have the evil foreigners, and they were they're all white guys. Well, they were gonna have, um, the guy that just wanted to represent Africa, <laughs> <laughs> like just Africa default bad. <laughs> Which I think it probably worked out better for him that he wasn't it. Because they'd have been like, wait, what? Why? Because he was not even a heel at the time. <laughs> yeah, so there's zero kayfabe Americans fighting for America. And then uh, on the foreigner side, foreigners, we got Boris Zukov, who's from Virginia. Uh, and then Mr. Pat or Mr. Fuji and Pat Tanaka are from Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Obviously, Japanese descent, but they're Hawaiian. Uh, did you notice important thing? Important thing here. There's an outside ref in this match. Did you notice who it is? Uh-uh. My God, it's Shane O'Mac. <laughs> really? Shane McMahon, <laughs> little baby Shane. It's got to be like 18 years old. It's little baby Shane. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't jump in the ring and take a couple of bumps. <laughs> he wasn't ready for it. <laughs> He's like, come on, Dad. Let me drop off that 30 foot tower. No, it'll be next week, son. <laughs> uh, I, I, there was a highlight. My favorite move in this match is um. Tito goes to do like a running sort of jump at Sergeant Slaughter, and it looks like he just like thrusts him out with his belly. <laughs> Tito's got like some bump. crazy forearm move. He just does that every day. <laughs> yeah. Tito's got a lot of energy. What was his name? Remember him and Martel were a tag team. Do you remember what they were called? Uh, something Express? Is that right? Yeah, I think you might be right. I can't remember what the first word is. Though. Yeah. I Martel was also in another tag team called the Can-Am Connection. But then... He's in a tag team with Tito. And they're I called... remember their fucking weird ass. Well, it was like, or was it something? Force. Strike Force? Strike Force. Strike Force. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you, Brain. Which, like, they didn't... Neither of them had individual gimmicks or a tag team gimmick. They're just like, we can wrestle. <laughs> Rick, Mar- Rick Martel actually, you know, the model, that's kind of a cool gimmick. But Tina oh, really, no, model's really good. Tina yeah. never really got, like, a, a true personality. Nah, he's the Ariba man. <laughs> yeah, the Ariba man! The, mo- the model gimmick was really good. I'm, like... Remember thinking he'd suck because I also was like a mark for Jake the Snake. Yeah. So, oh damn that model! But that's a really good heel character. You know, he's so French Canadian. He did not. He barely spoke English when he started working like in WWE. Yeah, the model. Yeah, you can still kind of hear it in his accent. There you go. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. So this is a bad match. A lot of USA chants. Um, Sergeant Slaughter is like so gassed at the end. I'm like worried. Like. He's like, I feel like he's done wrestling at this point. That was my recollection yeah. of, of Sergeant Slaughter. He should, he, he should be done. I was scared. I, was, I know he lives, but man. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to become commissioner of the WWE. They get over the fact that he was an Iraqi sympathizer. Uh, I don't, I don't remember how he does that, but somehow he comes back from that. Yeah, in the midst of the second war in Iraq. <laughs> so Tito wins by DQ uh, because they, they use the Iraqi flag as a weapon. Um, the in-ring ref doesn't notice because he's taking a rough. But Shane O'Mac, Shane O'Mac, he caught it. Good job, Shane. Uh, so technically, USA does win because Tito's from Texas. <laughs> Great job, Tito. Uh, there's a really terrible line that Piper says where um, General Anon covers his face and uh, he says, "Hide your head in shame. That's how your women do it." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Belly watch, pretty simple this time. I said, I don't know, Tito and Shannon Mac probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the least um, haunted of the matches with only Nikolai Volkov being dead, and he made it to 70. I think he just died of old age. Probably like a heart problem, but you know. Nikolai Volkov is one of those dudes that was just always around in the WWE. Such a long time, too. Like the 80s, the 90s, 70s. Pretty sure he was in a Royal Rumble in like 2004. Yeah, I think he was actually when yeah. they do the Legends Rumble. We go back to the heels. They're back in their kayfabe gear. Did you notice that? Like, Model's got all his. Yeah, he's got all his. Fucking million dollar man is sweating fucking bullets. <laughs> yeah, he is sweating so much. Uh, yeah, this uh, Martel's chopping it up. He's the first one to speak. And he's like, How do you like my Quebecois? Uh, this, this, this is how I talk. Um, this is when I'll start pointing out like they should start building uh, up the uh, main event coming up for a Saturday night or Sunday night main event. Um, they do right after the promo. You know, but I mean, like they should have million dollar man. Like I paid all these motherfuckers oh, to yeah, go yeah, after yeah. the Ultimate Warrior. He's mm. gonna be so beat up, he might not even make it to Sunday. Damn, you should have been booking for the. WWF. I know I should have. I got another one in the actual final too, but it's mobile related to the yeah. same thing. DiBiase fucking kills in this promo though. He kills in all the promos. Remember when he kicked that basketball away from that kid? Yeah. <laughs> I found out recently though that they um the kid wasn't a plant exactly, but like he knew the score and like he actually got the money anyways. Oh yeah, I always heard that too. Which is like nice, but it's I don't know. It's just funny to think about that little kid just having wrestling ruined for him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the main event tomorrow night, DiBiase versus Warrior. That absolutely would have been great if they were like, yeah, we're just going to cripple the Warrior. Then they keep and then it would actually build up and make like, people want to watch the main yeah, event. And then, yeah, I know, Kyle. I, I'm great at booking. And then it would have to be like Hogan and Tito trying their best to like help the Warrior. Right, it actually makes yeah. sense in the story in the finale, but whatever. Man, Why do you need anything? 
<laughs> they had it all there too. Like he's in the main event with Ultimate Warrior in the, the next fucking night. Yeah, man, it was all there. Shit, fucking idiots. Damn Vince McMahon. He's probably like Dibiase doesn't have enough man meat. <laughs> so I remember looks like he's big, like tall. He's a tall dude. Yeah. I mean, most wrestlers are. I mean, you think they are, but like, um, what is it? Hulk Hogan didn't look much taller than like. That's the thing is, I don't believe he's like six four, six five. You don't think so? Nah, because he doesn't look much taller. There's he was standing next to someone that I know for a fact is like barely six feet. I can't remember who it was. I mean, they do inflate their their. And uh, like wasn't much taller. And shit for yeah. Well, that's the thing is like barbarians like three hundred and twenty pounds, and then the Hogan's oh he's only two fifty. No, he's not. <laughs> he's like three hundred pounds too. If the barbarians three twenty. <laughs> oh shit! Guess what? Before we get to the main event, guess what? Gobbledygooker. We gotta check on that egg. <laughs> <laughs> that Brontosaurus Rex egg. Uh. No, we already talked about it enough at the opening. Uh, I, I can't believe they asked Mean Gene to fucking sell this fucking turkey. Boom, the egg's popping open. The guy inside struggling. Fucking washed. There's no pop. Everyone just starts booing. Yeah. It, and then it's even, booing would actually be a little bit better because there would be like some. So reaction. there's stunned silence. <laughs> there's like, like, what the fuck huh? are we looking at? Huh? What? Uh, there's a kid in the audience that they cut to when they're dancing in the ring who. Uh, He's like, he like, get, come on, get down. And it's like, you fucking plant. <laughs> I know they paid you. <laughs> I they really have to search the audience because every time they cut the audience, they like they find like the one person that's like clapping oh, and cheering, yeah. and everybody else around them is like, like what? what? Oh God, oh. we could have been home. <laughs> they uh get down. Him and Mean Gene get down to like the um '90s club remix of Turkey in the Straw. Uh, who who is the gobbledygooker? Who's in that suit? You think? Probably someone that doesn't deserve it. Uh, probably Vince McMahon's friends. Let's see. Uh, Pat. What were those two old men named? Pat Patterson and Dean. Br- the, the Don Briscoe. Don Briscoe. Yeah, one of those two assholes. Was it Don? Something Briscoe. Yeah. Was it one of them? No, it was Hector Guerrero. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's way worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah that's really bad <laughs> yep that's eddie's older brother a, a very famous mexican wrestler in his own right <laughs> who doesn't ever really wrestle for the WWE? nope I, they hey man you want a paycheck holy shit i'm sure they promised him like hey we're gonna give you a role. an actual run you're like you know you'll get to do something blah blah you just gotta do this for us oh my but, god I, yeah i'm sure he just got hustled into it Man, Hector. Hector, there's an S on your chest for sucker. There's an H on my chest for hustler. He's like, yeah. Now I'm going to go spend all my money on football. (laughs) No, he does the World Bodybuilding Federation first. (laughs) That's how he's able to bring Luger in under the without breaking the WCW contract. Uh, Hulkster says me and the Ariba man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I after, I don't know anything else he said after that because I was just I, after I lost it. <laughs> yeah, me and the Ariba man. <laughs> it's like what? You brother, brother. They were all also doing. They're all slapping each other a lot too. <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah I'm know. playing grab ass. <laughs> yeah, a fucking. This, that's it. It's the main event. Ooh, survivors versus the heels. It's the. Oh, this is what you all been waiting for. I think. Or are we waiting for the egg? <laughs> I think everybody turned off after the egg. I mean, the egg and this were both pretty big letdowns. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so it's Hulk Hogan, Tito Santana, and Ultimate Warrior. They're going to fight Hercules, Paul Roma, Rick Martel, Ted DiBiase, and the Warlord. So all of the Visionaries and Moon Dog Man. The odds are stacked against them. Three to five. Five against three. I think they should have fucking really gone for it. Like, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior against, like, ten dudes. Oh, yeah, like, like the, someone, maybe Slaughter should have survived instead of Tito. Yeah, he'd have to spend a lot of time. Because that actually builds up a little bit for, like, WrestleMania 7, I guess. Yeah, the, the, he would have had to spend a lot of time on the ropes, though, <laughs> catching his breath. Well, he just spends a lot of time outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hercules is really pasty. Well. He's, like, he's got, his skin looks like my skin. It's, like, <laughs> kind of milky. <laughs> So uh, the intros, like, because they all walk out to their music again and shit. They're done um, around uh, two hours, two minutes, and ten seconds. I was watching the pop, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, cool." Luckily, you can only go about ten more minutes. <laughs> Do you notice that uh, that Slick reaches over and gives Virgil a little high five at the beginning of the match? No, I didn't. That's pretty good. Yeah. Warlord's out super quick. Tito body splashes him. That's enough. So <laughs> good thing they brought in that big boy. <laughs> Uh, Tito's out then real quick. Uh, Hercules, um, we get another great low angle shot. Uh, this time, power is to complete the power and glory uh, booty shots. Now it's Hercules with his jocks all on his ass. <laughs> this I did notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's I, my my guess is there's something with their their trunks that they're yeah they're, specifically they're, they're cut of trunks too. Yeah, <laughs> they're like really getting in there. Uh, yeah, great shot, just good stuff, really good stuff. Uh, Hulkster gets Roma. Does a hot tag. Warrior does three moves. Holster does his two moves. <laughs> Martel says, fuck it. And uh, uh, he's like, man, Hogan's just got way too much leverage in the company. I can't do this. <laughs> and he leaves. Yeah, my thing with this match is I would have flipped basically the way Hogan and Warrior entered. I would have had Warrior be the one that's like getting the shit kicked out of him again because it builds up the main event. Mm-hmm. Hogan comes in for the rescue. And then Warrior comes in for the rescue to finish off the match out of that. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I am a better booker than Vince McMahon. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, as this is going on, uh, if you notice in the background, it looks like Hercules is trying to call time out. <laughs> like he's doing the T hand sign. I'm like, what? Why is he doing that? I the no no resolution to it. I just <laughs> swear I saw him in the background trying to call for time out. Like, what? He had a stroke. I forgot where he was. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I used to play basketball. Uh, Hulk does his two moves and pins DiBiase. Warrior does a couple moves. Uh, Hulk jumps in to steal the limelight and helps with the count. Mm-hmm. You see that? He's yeah. Like, I got to be here too. Uh, makes everything about him in the end. Awesome. And uh, they win. And then here's the final great shot of a nice real low angle shot. Uh, so they celebrate for about 10 minutes. You know, uh, Hulk. He they, tries- they both mocking mock uh, help each other out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Hulk really tries to make it about him by he's like you know pointing at Ultimate Warrior but also flexing and like hey yeah this guy too huh? <laughs> and then he's like gonna help him out of the ring they finally make it to the other side of the ropes and there's a cameraman on the outside waiting to look up at him and all you can see is their cold shriveled steroid dicks <laughs> <laughs> little tiny testicles <laughs> two little raisinets yep and then uh Grill Monsoon says, that's it, Hot Rod, we made it. And uh, Hot Rod says, we made it, thank God. And I said, damn right. <laughs> you said it. And that was the right Also, Roddy Roddy Piper died. 
Also, rest in peace to Rowdy Roddy Piper and rest in peace to Gorilla Monsoon. Although, I think he made it just old age. The old, the old Gorilla Man. It. He was, yeah, he made it to a pretty late age. I forgot to get the number on it. Oof, that's 1990 Survivor Series. I remember watching that one a lot. Um, it wasn't impressive, that impressive as an adult. Yeah. No, it was mostly just we really into like the gimmick matches as kids your royal yeah. rumbles your survivor, survivor series, series your fall brawl roller games hell yeah war games wcw was great for some of those weird ass uh gimmick matches they came up with mm-hmm. remember like the weird like almost like royal rumble thing they did where they're like two two rings next to each other oh and yeah you got thrown into the other ring when you were eliminated right and, uh, and at the end it was a one-on-one match with between the two people that ended up in both rings yeah Oh my god! I'm gonna try to find that on the WWE Network. That's gotta that be month. one of the like the star caves or something. Yeah, yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah, WCW did have some strange <laughs> matches. They Kevin Sullivan had that really weird one where they stacked a bunch of rings on top of each other too. <gasps> yeah, right? you had to go through like the dungeon. Yeah. The Hulkster had to go through it. <laughs> face the Dungeon of Doom. Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> the dungeon tree, of Doom. Trying to tree woes. Tree woes. Me and the Abuda Dean. I went through the jungle of. <laughs> Satan's hells, buttholes, Kevin Sullivan. You know, he's um, actually responsible for the Benoit murders. VHS call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not done yet. Fucking. All right. Imagine we're um, a tag team. A tag team in the 1990s. All right. 1990 era. The, sort of the end of the Hulk's era, but, you know, this, you know, this period where it's not so over the top, but we're getting there. It's straight up. We're, it's gonna be if Vince is still in charge, and it's the late eighties. What's our 90s, gimmick? It's we're just like the Irishman. One of us is drunk. One of the other ones like in the IRA. Oh, oh, we are for sure an IRA gimmick. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a great pitch to Vince because he loves like the Irish stereotype gimmicks. Still doing it now with uh, Shamo. <laughs> yeah, hey, we might able still be able to pitch that. You want to be a wrestler? Fucking, I'm ready. I've been working out. Probably, I can probably wrestle now. I'm Dallas Page and start till he's 35. And look what happened. Look at him now. Him. He's still alive He's doing, doing yoga. yoga. Hell yeah, that IRA would have been fucking perfect in the early 90s. You could like be heels in England and then like be facing, you know, <laughs> you could be facing Ireland too. Yeah, and just like anytime you you know, you go to Boston, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, like it's the IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> People donating money at us. You know, thanks, plastic patties. Nah, that for sure would have been perfect. We'd have to, like, work on Irish accents, though. I got a pretty good one. I don't know if I do. Also, it's the WF, so you don't have to be good at your accent. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, like, <clears throat> I forgot to really brainstorm <clears throat> what our ideas were going to be, or, like, what, uh, what like my pitch would be for our, our gimmick, but I was going to do something that was, like, politically incendiary, too, but, like, for the time period. And I could, like, never, like, oh, what would have been, like, something that was acceptable, but, like, pushing the limits for, like, cable TV. I don't know. The Ross Perot. Yeah. And, I'll um, tell you what now. <laughs> I couldn't, like, ever get to the point where it would have made sense within that existing WWF. Yeah, I can't. But fucking the IRA is, like, a really good idea. Yeah. You could absolutely sell that in the WWF. Um, it's a very serious thing. But um, <laughs> so was the Iraq War. But as you yeah, can see, yeah, <laughs> uh huh. And the the audience there like won't know enough about it to realize that it's like offensive <laughs> until you go to England. Yeah, then they'll be like, oh, you know what our t- our tag team would be? <coughs> We'd be the Troubles. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a dark joke. That'll be the last name too. Well, Shano Trouble. 
No, we. I mean, he's probably give us like, well, it's the O'Gillicuddy brothers <laughs> or the McGillicuddies and O'Hulahans. They're the troubles. And then, yeah, we come out with our balaclavas on and the AK-47s and the Irish flag. But, man, that's a good gimmick. Someone's got to try this shit now. Finn Balor, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do your country proud, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah, we would have been really mixed it up. What if we came out of the egg <laughs> and just started shooting? <laughs> there, there would have been some shock faces. You know the, the angle that they do eventually attitude era where um, Vince's car gets blown up. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, oh man. I hope I hope we don't have like if we have an audience. Uh, I hope we have an angry audience. Hopefully now. they're not super uptight about uh, the troubles. <laughs> We don't I'm have sure. a lot of. Uh, we actually do have a couple people listening from England, so sorry guys. Whatever you guys shouldn't have. Um, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. I assume at this point you knew what you're getting into in the 1500s. Ah <laughs> uh, shit! All right, well yeah, that's a happy Thanksgiving. Um, WWF in the 90s still rules. Uh, Jake Snake's the best. Ted DiBiase's the best. Bret Hart's good. Rockers are good. Roddy Wright Piper's great. Um, McVentureProductions.com. Uh, I'd like to do more of the wrestling stuff because I have a lot of fun researching it and stuff. But uh, it takes more effort than watching a movie and yeah, stealing sure. IMDb quotes. <laughs> 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 so we'll see how that goes. Uh, VHS Cult, adventureproductions.com. Have a good Thanksgiving. If you're Canadian, have a good year Thanksgiving, which I think maybe already happened or is happening. Soon. The day after? I can't remember. Yeah. I'm sorry, Canada. Our grandfather's from Canada. VHS cult. Just like Roddy Piper. Yeah, no discussion. Oh, whoa. VHS cult. Goodbye.